Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Real Estate Show on KCMX News Media 880 and on YouTube at realestateshoworegon.com. I'm Pete Belcastro. This lady here is Alice Lima. We're both real estate brokers with John L. Scott in Southern Oregon. And we love getting together with people once a week here, Alice, and talk about real estate issues facing Jackson, Josephine counties, buyers, sellers, renters, investors, the whole shamo uh, is out there right now and active in all uh, in all sectors. And normally our summer is a usually a little slow and we are just going gangbusters. So it's really quite, and it has to do with the supply. We have a lot more supply this year. The buyers are actually able to get out there and buy things. Um, and we've got some trends uh, listening to our fearless well, leader. Well, there, there, there was a... Uh, we, we, in the rental market, okay, we talked about that a few, a few. I was, the reason I br bring this part of it up, I was just with some people and, and we were looking at rentals. You know, they wanted to rent their house or sell it. You know, one of those mm -hmm. kinds of options. And the rental market is pretty active right now as well. So I wanted people to be aware of that, uh, that 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 uh, that viability again. Because right, the, the rental market's gone like this, you know. Right, uh, it's with, going up and down. But also yeah. the rents are starting to go down. We had, you know, a lot of uh, increase over the past few years. Yeah. And the rental market follows its own cycle, but it is tied to the purchase market. And the purchase market started going down last year. Then we had the state laws change. Yeah. And so a lot of landlords are selling their building. So now there's more supply. It's all supply yeah. and demand. You know, and if people say to me, well, gee, things have slowed down in real estate. And I, and I say... They really have not slowed down. What's happened is that you just alluded to, we have more inventory that has been put on the market. It happens every every June, July. You know, we start up June, July, August. You get more inventory. So what happens where it may feel slow to some people, but what's really going on is that because there's more inventory, as brokers, we're able to show uh, uh, buyers more inventory. So and we actually have more transactions happen. Right. But because there's more pro. Uh, properties on the market it feels slow but it's not but it's not slow in fact uh, i know at our office uh they had another record month well and how many offers did you write today well you know this week a lot of them and actually <laughs> there's just so much going on. that's what i'm saying there's just so much going on well we had a real treat uh, uh alice and i and in, in the uh, agents at john l scott this week uh lennox scott who has been actually on our show <laughs> yeah and he's amazing he's the ceo uh, of the of, of john l scott corporation up in up in seattle and He's also, a, uh, as you know, a, a big on the board of the National Association of Realtors and is uh, has been on their research committee. Yeah. Remember when Tina Grimes from mm -hmm. ARVAR, the Rogue Valley Association of Realtors executive, is involved with that same kind of thing. Right. So Lennox was here, right? And we, she spoke to uh, to us. And I thought had just some great information uh, to share with people, especially about how important it is to sell, if especially if you're selling, to get that right in the first 30 days. And we've talked about that before, but 30 days, that's just enormous, isn't it? Well, and Lennox is really brilliant when it comes to data analyzation. And yeah. he came fully loaded with all these numbers and trends, and he put them in uh, a format that we can actually give out to people yeah. that's easy to understand. And uh, the trends are really quite shocking. So we're going to talk about quite a lot of those today. And what do you think? I mean, he, he obviously... Uh, uh, you know, goes around to all the different offices around the states, the Northwest, so he knows what's what's going on, you know, in the different markets. Uh, and he looks at at our market here, I think he said, and it's it's quite good. Yeah, our market is really, yeah, really active, yeah. and he stressed so strongly for the talk that he gave us that the numbers are proving that your house has the best chance of selling in the first 30 days. And that's what us as agents have always felt. Even in a down market, you really should have your offer, your, uh, your, 
property in escrow and have your offers in that first two, three, four weeks. And he came and showed us the numbers and it's over 50%. Overall, yes. And if you don't have it in escrow in your first 30 days, you languish. And then you have to start doing your price reductions and your, um, your actual close yeah. rate goes down really fast. It was shocking. So think about that. You've got, you're going to say you're going to list your house. So the, the question is, how can you sell it in 30 days? And th that's the thing, right? I mean, 30, 30 days sounds great. And not leave money on the table because it's not all uh, about right, price. Right. Okay. So how do you do that? What do you, how do we get our buy, our sellers ready to say, to, to say to them, look, your chances of selling your house in the first, if you don't sell your house in the first 30 days, amount of money goes down, everything goes and down. And it goes down that. fast. Okay. It's really quite dramatic. So what steps then you could, how, what would you say to a client if I'm your client? What would you say then? How do I get my? How do I make sure that I can sell it in thirty days? What do I have to do to get it ready to do that? Exactly, and and it has to be ready. We're not talking about getting ready for thirty days. No. it wants to be launched. We want when a you, launch. When you and you want it clean. Yeah. You want your trees trimmed back. You want your lawn mowed. It needs to be tidy. No personal effects. Take a lot of those pictures down because you don't want people standing around looking at the photos. You want them looking at the house, and it really needs to be very calm looking, almost like a hotel room. Uh -huh. And it and that's hard for a lot of sellers to do because they love their home and they want to have their comfort possessions out, but it will really distract the buyers. So it needs to smell good. Yeah. It needs to be very uh, zen, if you will, very uncluttered. And you want to have a nice presentation up front. And that does not have to cost a lot of money. You just get it clean. You get your lawn mowed. You get your uh, trees trimmed back. And then you take a lot of your possession out, completely declutter, and have all the lights on. And it's really surprising how something so simple as having your lights on yeah. makes a difference but it really does well i was i was just with clients all week and, and i'm telling you 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 you're so right you walk into to a home that that is is you've got light in it it's bright it's clean it smells good uh and buyers like that obviously and then you go down to some other places for the same price and you walk in and you know the worst things are are, are animal smells or 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 just the smell probably certainly does that and does it look drab? Is it dirty? Those kind of things. And and buyers know those things. And they're not going to, if you're going to make the same offer, you're not going to make the same offer, are you? Well, and actually, you're, unfortunately, you're we, have some, this offer. we have great properties that are a little bit dingy or dirty. And, um, and they're actually great properties and people won't bid on them at all. Um, yeah. and, and it just has to do with an emotional response, a psychological response. And we cannot... Uh, underestimate the power of the psychology when you're selling your home. So it needs to be ready. It needs to do um, a really good set of photos. That inspection report is gold. Even if yeah. you don't do any repairs, the inspection report is gold. It'll make the buyers feel better about writing an offer on you instead of somebody down the street. And, I, and I, I, one thing that I've learned certainly from, uh, from being around Alice is that uh, the pre-home inspection for, for, for so many buyers, it's such an, I mean, for so many sellers, it's such an important thing because, you know, the deferred maintenance and repair addendums, dealing with those can just kill a deal faster than anything well, out and there. And how anxious. do we just stop that? Yeah, and, and as on the selling, because they do studies on on these psychological moments in a, in a transaction, and the most stressful moment for a seller is surprisingly waiting for the buyer's inspection to come. Yeah. And what's the most stressful for the buyer? Do you want to guess? Because uh, the National Association of Realtors does oh, studies on okay, it. Okay, what is it? I don't know. It is when their offer is accepted. Oh, 
And so okay. we, as agents, we need to be aware of that. But also as buyers and sellers, you need to be aware of that, that your buyer is going to panic as soon as yeah. the offer is accepted. Well, in this week you're saying you want to get as a seller, you want to get ahead of the game. And if you have the home inspection already in your hand and, you, and you've taken care of the things maybe that, that want it out there or whatever, you're so f- you're ahead of the game. And, and it makes the even the you can give it to the buyer, right? Yes, and even if you don't do the repairs, it's okay because you're you're being transparent with your buyer, and you're creating um, a better chance of having a transaction close because you did that ahead of time. Uh-huh. And in Southern Oregon, it's not common; it's just not done. And so, if you're selling your home and you offer a home inspection um, as part of the listing, so that they, they can see that, what's sure. going on, you're way ahead of the game. You're going to stand out from the crowd, and that will be helpful and get your house sold in that first 30 days the whole, over somebody right. else the whole thing is about that first 30 days and getting the house ready and it goes by fast everything it goes by really fast it does and yet when you when you kind of do those things and you look at the statistics it, it shows that that is the that's the number one time the best time at all to sell your property uh, and, and just to tell you you know <laughs> if you you go back a couple of years and do this alice and uh the luxury market is one area where the first 30 days doesn't matter. None of them sell generally in the first 30 days in the million-dollar range. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Well, but I am one of the people that says they should. Okay. So Because why I think the, okay. the mathematical formula why, why is the they? same. Well, because they're frequently overpriced for the current market conditions. And okay. market conditions are always swimming. They're always changing. Okay. All right. And we first noticed our downturn, right, last summer. Uh-huh. You and I were here, and we yeah. started talking about how there was a slowdown. And now I think the luxury homes in Jackson County, aren't we over three years or about three years yeah. of inventory? Yeah. That is a hugely buyer's market. So if you, if you just, just, to, just to tell you, again, the statistics don't lie. It was exactly what you're saying. Million-dollar homes... Plus, okay, in Jackson County on July the 1st, there were 30 of them on the market, okay, 30 of them. Uh, in June, uh, June there were, so they've added five. Anyway, there was one pending sale during that time, uh, and so they call that a selective market. So that means the buyers are being selected. 30-month 30 supply. It's a, almost a three-year supply at that range. But if you go down to the small to the other ends of that spectrum, Allison, this is where most of the activity takes place between zero, obviously, and what three hundred and fifty thousand would you say, or five hundred thousand, three fifty or five? What, do you, what is your? Well, I think it depends on the zip code because okay. that same that same uh, those same numbers in Ashland and Jacksonville are completely different than where I live. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's pick two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Well, and that's the national average. And that's a real popular yeah. popular range. Jackson County's. Uh, Median price uh, home is three hundred and thirty, mm-hmm. so we're in that range. Okay, again, there were like two hundred and three listings on the MLS. Ninety-three of those were pending, so fifty-six percent of those went sold sold in the first thirty days. First thirty days, which is more than half. But they call that a surge, which means uh, that's a uh, uh, that's low low uh, supply. And that's what's happening there. But that's exactly almost almost normal. That's yeah. on its way to normal. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing we have to remember is a normal neutral market is 180 days. That's six months. That means the buyers are not in charge. The sellers are not in charge. That that five to yeah. six month waiting period. Yeah. But again, I still believe that if you, if you work this, um, if you work your property correctly and get it launched in the first yeah. You know, properly, you should have your house sold in the first 30 days. And in the first 30 days, zero to two hundred fifty thousand dollars after after 30 days, 65 percent of them were pending. Okay, from for instance, from June the first, 
250 to 350,000 after 30 days, 56% were pending. Which is still really high. Yeah. 300, uh, 350 to 500,000 after 30 days, 32%. It goes down were fast. pending. 500,000 to 750,000 after 30 days, 23% so if were you, pending, yeah. right? And it goes down there to the million dollar range and there were no pending. So, so that tells you right there, that first 30 days is the most important part of the selling process. No matter what price range you're in. But also when you're looking at pricing your property, think about if you can be right under one of these price breaks, the major price breaks, um, and it's the same on the apps, $350,000, $500,000, $750,000, they go in chunks. So be right under one of those major price breaks and you'll be more likely to get sold sooner. If if you're at at $775,000, you might want to get under $750,000, right? And if you're at... 530, 525, you might want to get under five. Yeah. Because your chances of, of, of uh, your chances just improve to sell. Well, and pricing. But start, but start it right at 30 days, right? Get it right there and go. Yeah, and, and don't mess around because even though our market is not, um, in my opinion, actively declining right now, we're normalizing, we're flattening yeah. out. And the numbers are showing that. If you look at um, our year to um, our year to date appreciation in, in Jackson yeah. County, it's only 2.6%. Yeah. So 2.6% is not very much. That's a pretty flat. I like that. But that's it's what normal is supposed to hey, look like. You know, I'm okay with normal. It's okay, to be, <laughs> it's okay with normal. Yeah. We've got a break coming up here. Pete Bell Castro, Alice Lima here with today on the Real Estate Show. We're coming right back. Don't forget, you can check out any of our past shows at Real Estate Show. Oregon.com. Some great shows there. Please check them out. And we are coming right back after this. Welcome back to the Real Estate Show on KCMX News Media 880 and on YouTube at Real Estate Show Oregon.com. Pete Belcastro and Alice Lima here with you today. And thanks for joining us here on the radio and YouTube as we hit the end of July, now to August. We're in that uh, the peaks, the peak selling kind of starts, you know, March, April, May, like this, those months, and now June, July, August, and then we go this way a little bit, right? Yeah, and we still sell a lot of homes in the fall and in the in the winter, but it's nothing like it is now. This yeah. is your best time, and it's actually a nice uh, confluence, if you will, because we have the maximum amount of inventory right. available, and then luckily we have our low interest rates, which nobody saw that coming. We all thought we'd be at six or seven percent by now, and now we're below four. Yeah, so yeah. it's like run don't walk and buy a house so interesting we've been talking to you in the first segment that about that importance of that first 30 days and in uh you get the most money you get the most everything during that time and you want to have your house ready to go i'll just one more thing and then i'll stop on this one okay we'll go so i just just it's just so interesting if you're in the range say that 250 to three hundred fifty thousand dollar range we were talking about that earlier again this is this is for jackson county you can take any month along the way but to just to show you again Zero to 30 days, the average probably on this thing is about 45 to 50%, 45% to 55% each month, okay? That first 30 days. But 30 to 60 days, it goes down nowhere, anywhere is near. It's around 15% maybe an average. Yeah. The third week, it's like probably an average of about maybe 6 or 7%. The fourth week, it's 3%. The fifth week, it's 2%. And so at the end of the 190 days, 
there's still almost 20% of the inventory has not been sold. So uh, so this is the important thing to remember. If you're going to be selling your house, then you need to get it done in your first 30 days yeah. because after that, the second 30 days, you have maybe a 13% chance of yeah. selling so, where yeah. you had a, a over 50% chance of selling. And the idea of, well, let's start high, we can always come down, that only works a little bit because the buyers actually know the strategy now. And yeah. many buyers yeah. will start only looking at houses that have been on the market more than 30 or 60 days. Uh-huh, okay. You know, I've also <laughs> seen a lot of uh, uh, happening around in uh, uh, auctions. And, uh, w you know, the foreclosure market is not, is not large, as you know. It, it is very tiny, a tiny percentage of the market. Uh, compared to what it was but that's what that's supposed to be normal yeah, like 10 yeah. to 16 percent foreclosure rate is supposed to be normal Gee, and, and we 10, don't that's that's normal yeah, yeah way under under 20 percent is a normal well, foreclosure rate we are way below that you <laughs> know that so we're, we're way below that we are we're only, we're only like about f uh, less than well less than when 5%. the prices go up as much as they have then people are not underwater and you know in jackson county our five year i think we're looking at houses now um medium price 292.5 okay. and uh, back in 2014, we were looking at a, a average of 208. Uh -huh. So that's almost $100,000 of appreciation in just a handful of years. So a lot of people are not underwater anymore. But I'll tell you, I've had two appointments this week for short sale possibilities You're with kidding. 80 and 90 year old people reverse mortgages. And reverse mortgages are wonderful in a lot of situations, but at some point, sometimes they are not so wonderful. Yeah. And we've, we've had experience with that you've, you've had more but you've had experience with this now huh with, yeah yeah, yeah. What's, what's going on with yeah sometimes reverse, the mortgages. reverse mortgages come back to bite you they do and then if you have to sell it um you don't have your equity sometimes and then you have to do a short sale or it goes to foreclosure that'd be the only reason almost a short sale could come up isn't it anymore it's like yes that. exactly wow how far that's come when you remember not that long ago short sales and foreclosures were the majority of sales. They were over 50%, yeah. almost 60% yeah. of and our sales. Certainly that. In 2012, we, we, we had that statistics, remember? That's amazing. So how far that has come. Well, getting your house ready to sell is, of course, as we've talked about the first part of our show, is such an important thing. If I'm buying now, let's talk about the buyers here because there's a lot of people. 60% of the sales in Jackson and Josephine County are people who live here who are either moving up or down the scale, right? Yep, 60%. And 60% 60 of them are going to walk into your house and have an opportunity to buy it right right then. Right now, yeah. Right now. Yeah. Okay, so what So what do we tell buyers in this frenzy? We're telling sellers you got to be ready in 30 days, you got to do this, you got to blah, blah, blah. How, how should buyers approach now when they come in to these places? Well, buyers still have their list. They, you know, by the time they're on tour, buyers already know what neighborhood they want to be in. They're pre-qualified. They, uh, they know what they want. They know what they need. And they're just looking for the right fit. So um, the average buyer right now will go out and look at somewhere between 12 and 20 homes. And they'll start writing offers right away within the first two weeks. So your home needs to be ready because they're going to walk in. They're going to open the door. They're going to look around. They're going to smell. They're going to feel. And they're going to start trying to find reasons to either buy it or not buy it. And it's really very simple. It's black and white. Yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. Do the bedrooms have enough room for my furniture? Is the kitchen open to the living room or in some cases people don't want it open to the living room because they don't want it yeah show their dishes but anyway they have their list and they're going in they're making their decision instantaneously and things like pet hair pet odors uh, food odors 
um, dust, too many uh, piles of paper on the counters uh, start to distract them and then they don't they just get agitated and, and they want to go to another house. How about how do how do should sellers approach how do you approach uh, the buyers uh, when they're looking at prices? I mean, you're, you're right about one thing. Buyers will come into your house and any buyer is going to do this. They're going to pick it apart. My, I'm going to look for the bad things. In, I'm going to look for the bad things. Isn't that weird? How yeah, people they're do trying that? to they're exclude. Yeah, they're yeah. Really trying to exclude. I don't like that. I, you know, I'm trying to put you know that kind of thing. Or yeah, but that's what happens. So how do we how do we, how do then? How do we come around? How do we get over that? Well, one of the strategies for buyers is to look a little bit higher than your price point, and that is because so many sellers are still overpriced, or they're priced in a in an odd section of the app. So they're they're like two fifty three nine or something, and yeah. that just they get lost. So go ahead and look at those because. They're not showing up as often. Look at two bedrooms. Some of the houses have enough square footage. You uh-huh. could still make that work, um, but they're not going to be showing up on the apps as often because most of the apps are set for three bedroom. So I think that's a great strategy. So for buyers, you want to try to find um, and bid on things that other people are not finding are and not bidding finding. on okay. that still meet your needs. Uh-huh. And what so, a, what about pricing? Uh, do do I mean when you when you come in and the prices say it's you know three hundred thousand dollars and you know, you look around. And people, you're right. They're smart buyers. They've looked at. They've looked online. They've seen what uh, Zillow says. They've seen what uh, so and so see what the county says. The county uh, records the, the, are online. What, what the market value is. What the assessed value is. Although those kind of things are out there. So where w- w- pricing is all. I mean, the, the, I'm talking about about the, the buyer now. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I give them full price? Do I give do I give them less? It depends on how many choices you have. So okay. if you have very unusual circumstances, and that can be I can only live in one on one street, or I absolutely have to have six bedrooms, uh-huh. or I absolutely have to have no yard. When you start to have absolutes like that, you have a smaller selection. Okay. And then you need to have a, a real viable plan B and C. Uh, because you're going to have to either come in really, really strong or you're not going to get what you want. If you can be more flexible, then you're going to have more chances to make a deal and and negotiate more because it kind of matters less uh-huh. if you get that particular address. But I'm telling you, we had a multiple offer situation on a home in East Medford, and we just don't get that. And it was $350,000. We just don't get those really? very often anymore. They're, if they're going to happen, they're more in the 200 range. Uh, but it does happen, but it was completely clean. It had tons of granite. It had very little carpet. It had, RV, it had all this stuff, and they got over full price really? because okay. that was the time to really get in there and be strong. So you, you, when you're a buyer, you need two numbers in your head. You need to know what your absolute comfort zone is, and then you need to know what your lower preferred comfort zone is. And depending on how important it is for you to get that address, that's how you know how much to offer. Isn't it like how much you really, 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 really want it too, right? It is, exactly. How much you love, how much you fall in love with it and and say, oh my, you know, you just get that uh feeling, right? The awe. The right? awe, yes. And the some awe. people say, I'll, I'll, pay the full, I'll pay the full price for or it. Or more. I'm, I'm, I'll pay more. a little bit more. But that's yeah. why the buyers need to really talk to their lenders in more detail because a lot of buyers don't have two uh, payments in their head. They just have one payment. They just have one price in their head. And you really need to have either the little bit higher or the little bit lower so that you know where your wiggle room is. we got a break coming up here. But how do you deal with... Uh, uh, how, how should the buyers and the sellers, to, this is a good one here, how, how do generally they deal with closing costs? Because closing costs can, again, closing costs can kill a deal. I mean, well, I, I've, seen it, I've seen it, bit, I'm not paying up, not doing it, gone. And right, don't you find thing. that sellers don't really understand that 
people don't have that much money saved up. They have yeah. their down payment, <laughs> yeah. but it costs almost 3% for the buyer buyer side closing only. So 3% right. of a $300,000 house, that's $9,000 more. And a lot of times they have the down payment, but they don't have that. And if you're a buyer, then you're just not going to be able to compete on the really, really beautiful priced right homes because right. you don't have that so what i tell my buyers is to have uh you know the the game show joke have a lifeline have somebody out there who can get you five thousand dollars if you need it have somebody out there or two people who can get you those extra closing costs so that you can get the house you want because you can accept uh, those kinds of gifts in, uh, for in, things right in some loan in, programs in some, you can yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's important it is, that, but it needs to be set up ahead of time, too. The closing costs can really, <laughs> and sellers and buyers can haggle over that. You can negotiate over that, right? Well, and, and then there's can, appraisals. You know, and sometimes the appraiser will say, well, it's worth uh, $315,000, but you've got 7000 of closing, and I just can't justify that extra 7000 And then the buyer's sitting there saying, well, the house is only worth $315,000. I'm not going to pay what I offered. And the seller's saying, well, that's your fault because those are your closing costs. And really, the yeah. point is, is the house is not worth what we agreed to in the beginning and the sellers are not super understanding about that situation in the beginning and uh, most people just don't have seven thousand more dollars so the flash points okay the, the the areas that can when you're going north and all of a sudden you, you you're going south the flash points then are really closing costs repaired addendums yeah, it's the appraisal. It's, 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 the, it's the appraisal, yeah. the closing costs, and the repairs. Those are where the, you can crash and burn. Th those are the three areas that that you just are hold the whole thing together, right? And you can pull it apart or hold it together. Yeah, they, they can bring it together or pull it apart. I yeah. guess. Yeah, and, and you that. just have to be ready. Um, so having people in your family circle that have a little bit of extra money that might help um, in a pinch is good to that's good preparation but also if you're a seller and the appraisal comes in low and it happens to be uh, just the same amount as the closing costs well you still don't have a deal you don't it, have it a doesn't deal. matter yeah. whose money it was or whose idea it was you still yeah. don't have a deal and when you have an appraisal again buyers and sellers got to deal with this the appraisal comes in you know on on schedule that's great but if it doesn't you can negotiate that right or what do you do at that point well, um, it just depends on the person's financial situation. <laughs> yeah. You know, every once in a while we have people with a lot of cash in the bank. And so, yeah. you know, they can make that work. But uh, most of us can't. You know, we yeah. have what we have. And it's just human nature to buy the most house that we, we can that you absolutely, yeah. you know, scrape every penny together yeah. and buy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I even saw this week a 3.8% uh, loan. Yeah, one, they're one, out there. One of my clients had, and I, I said, you're better than mine. I and mean, what I kind can't. of a difference does that make in the payment? A, <laughs> a huge difference from 4.6 to 3.8. That's, that's hundreds of hundreds of dollars. So, mm -hmm. you know, all these things are out there. So, again, we've always encouraged our buyers and sellers to be prepared, right? Mm -hmm. The buying end of it, you know, just, just as you talked about, the selling end of it, be prepared. You'll take the stress, a lot of the stress out of it, and it'll be a much more rewarding experience if you know what you're doing going into it. Right, and the yeah. and the way it is is the way it is, whether you're a buyer or a seller, yeah. uh, the market is what the market is. And so the buyers know that they're gonna have their best choice of homes in the first 30 days, but yeah. they're gonna pay more. Gonna and pay so more. they know that. Um, yeah. So for them, it's if they wait 30 or 60 days, they're gonna get lesser of a house, but they're gonna pay less because of just right. the situation that the seller's in. All right, we got, we got a break coming up okay. here, so we gotta come back, hold that thought. <laughs> 
we got a break coming. Check out any of our past shows at realestateshoworegon.com. We're on KCMX News Media 880 on YouTube at realestateshoworegon.com. We're coming right back. Final segment here, Pete and Alice, right after this. Real Estate Show continues on KCMX News Media 880 and on YouTube at realestateshoworegon.com. Pete Belcaster and Alice Lima with you today here on end of July. We've been having an interesting discussion about buying and selling here. It's summer, the summer season. The peak of the season is right now, right here, right now. And we're going to go into the fall season and things change a lot. And speaking of change, uh, the whole real estate world has been changing. Like every industry out there is disrupting it? the disruptors it, are out yeah i mean everything i mean just th thinking about uh all the how, how much has changed just in the few years that we've been doing it okay so it, it it's going to be different for both buyers and sellers in the future isn't it it is and there's a lot of things happening one of which when we have a flattening market then we're going to go into a lower slower paced appreciation so you, we had this complete accelerated bounce back from the crash right. and that's over we are in a normal market now we're healed we're moving forward we're probably going to have three to six percent appreciation a year okay. and and so the big uh the big hits that we were seeing from uh, appreciation in the last five to ten years in my opinion are kind of gone and we're yeah. just going into a slow roll here what was what was the average five years ago in jackson county what was the what was the uh, what was the median price or what was the thing? So um, in 2014, the average price was 208000 208. Mm -hmm. in, in 2019 so far, it's 292 Yeah. So that is, uh, that's a 40% increase. And I'm just saying, don't expect that anymore. I think that's gone. And now we're just going to kind of chug along in okay. a normal market. Is then in your opinion, because you also invest, you got a lot of investor clients and stuff. Is real estate still a good investment? Absolutely. Okay. It is a great investment, especially in Southern Oregon. Um, if you're uh, from other places, uh, it's a very affordable place to invest um, compared to some of the big cities. And if you're a local, uh, then you're just going to keep going up. It's just not going to go up as fast. Okay. And people need to yeah. realize that. I think it was 60, 68% of Americans in a, in a uh, NAR poll uh, said that, that, yes, real estate is a good investment, that they would invest in that. So... Uh, that's good. You, that or the stock market or 1% uh, maybe in a bank. Uh -huh. But you're oh. right. Real estate appreciates. It's a tangible asset that you have. And that's why holding on to that asset or having that asset that you own is really important. And again, it's how you create generate wealth for yourself. Mm -hmm. when it's you're not renting. It, we, we, let's get that out of the way. You can go pay, as you said, $1,800 or $2,200 a month in rent, that's not generating wealth for you. And that's exactly the key. Is your house, wealth your building, house is. Your, your house overall is. wealth building yeah. for your life right. is better served if you own real estate. Okay. So, And then some of the industry changes um, that we're starting to notice are that some of the big players like uh, Open Door, Redfin, um, What's the other one? Zillow. Zillow. Zillow's buying houses now. And it's very interesting because it's not exactly what it seems. So Zillow's going out there and some there's other companies too. And they're advertising that we'll buy your house for cash. But what people don't realize is they're actually charging as much as 7%. I was going to say 10%. Or 10%, 10%. Right. And so that's not a deal. No. <laughs> no. Um, and, uh, and they're not actually buying very many i no. think they're buying maybe less than point less than point i think it was less than point uh two or three percent right uh, so out of, of 200 they, yeah, that they yeah. look at they might get 
two. ten or two. Yeah, yes, yeah. somewhere in there. And so the interesting thing is, well, what are they doing with the rest of the houses? You know what? They're using it as a listing model. Right. They're taking these people and they're selling the data because it's all about big data now. Yeah. They're selling the data to real estate agents and they're charging the real estate agents 30% with the idea, and, and it's Zillow business model, you can look yeah. at it online, they're hoping to go to 50%. Yeah. So I'm here to say, okay, that's fine, this is America, you can have any business model Absolutely. you want. However, as a consumer, <laughs> are you better served by somebody who's not gonna charge you seven to 10%, and then if you have somebody at the other end who's only getting paid 70% or 50%, are, you, are your needs really being met? Uh, it's gonna be, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we're not really sure that it's going to fly. And in some of the financial um, observers that are watching Zillow just as a corporation, uh -huh. they really are not super excited. They're not sure that this is going to work. And it's not just Zillow. Yeah. So it's called the iBuyer. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a real estate agent. I'm just out there looking uh, as an interested party in real estate at how it's morphing. And the idea of selling your house for cash to uh, an investor has always been there. We've always had some amount of our market be sold that way. But if you're uh, getting these TV commercials or you're seeing things online, just do a lot of research and find out exactly how much money it's going to cost you because you might do better with an agent. Agents, on the most part, yeah. get you more than what you would if you sold it yourself. Yeah, there's lots of. I mean, competition is, is okay. Competition uh, is great as long as it, you know fair, fair fair competition and all that, and it's still going to take out. Um, and when they, if they're going to buy your house, you're going to sell, tell it to them, this is the price they're going to pay, this is what you do, and you and you go. There's going to be less. Uh, and then what are they going to do with it? They're going to try to sell this? They're going to try and sell well, them and things like that? They don't, even, they don't even care. But the point is that you got to have some human <laughs> somewhere in the interaction because it just doesn't work uh, on well, it's on, such online, an it? emotional. It's too emotional. Yes, buying yeah. and selling it's real estate is emotional. And it's because it's driven by life events. So um, I was just meeting with somebody today, and they're having to go into assisted living, and they're so sad, and they're yeah. so upset. Um, and so, and that really affects the real, and I just don't think somebody on in an online situation is going to really care about any of that. There's no empathy there if you're just another person, another kind of thing. It's yeah. Very, it's very, you're very right about that. And uh, it's it's the interactions and the, actually the friendships that you make out of it that I find are the most rewarding part, especially when you can help somebody, you know, reach what they want in, in their life. And it is fun with that. That It's so interesting. So we'll see what happens with all this. I mean, there's artificial intelligence. There's all sorts of strange marketing things coming along the way. But in the end, it comes down to people taking somebody to look at a house. And helping them. And helping, and helping them tell if it. it's a good house yeah. or not. Yeah, and that's, so, that, that's yeah. what we're, we're about there. Now, next week on the show, we want to give you some heads up here. Uh, James Stout, who is a local attorney, will join us next week. Landlord-tenant uh, law. Landlords and tenants. So, uh, and, and he's in the middle of stuff. <laughs> 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 I mean, he... He's experienced the new landlord-tenant laws firsthand already, and he'll be with us uh, next week. So I hope you'll join us for that because that's another thing that has come up this year. Well, and it's really changing our market. It's yes. changing it a lot. It's changing the prices. It's changing how we do business. Um, and if you're a buyer, it's very hard to buy a house now if there's a tenant still in it. Yeah. And if you're selling and you have a tenant in it, then, boy, you better be careful because it's yeah. tricky. And you have to remember if you have a tenant in a house and, and there's no and nothing changes, it's a 90-day Escrow. And you have to give them a copy of the offer. Yes, you give them is, a copy of the offer. We're all highly uncomfortable with that. That's stupid. What, what? <laughs>
What business is it of the tenant to know that I know? Anyway, but that's what they and did. And you have to give them money, probably. Yeah, and you can you can negotiate your way out of it. But the whole thing is just it's just put a whole boiling pot going here in rentals. And Jim Stad will be here next. James will be here next week to talk to us about it. Two weeks from today, uh, Lance Lance Landers, and we're going to talk oh, about estate, estate sales. sales. Those are great. You talked about you just said you had a, an older lady. Who had to go into moved into an assisted living place and i recommended lance actually and they're gonna call and you have a house full of things these are the things that we talk about as we age that we want to prepare ourselves for because it would just make it easier and and try to re- i think i think i mean the, the latest thing now if we do anything nothing else i'm trying to reduce the stress of people because it is just uh, uh not that that's it's bad stress but it's just stressful well and being prepared takes a lot of that out and if you have information and you have uh, good counsel from your real estate professionals then it's just going to go more smoothly we got all sorts of information all sorts of stats and stuff you know and it still comes down to uh, individuals individuals individual sales yeah it's a people business it's a people people market but it's sure activity sure a lot of fun right now because a lot of buyers are out there sellers are certainly out there a lot of inventory and we're at the peak of the market right now of 2019, July, August. This is, this and we is haven't the, had that. We've had so many summers where we just didn't have enough houses yeah. to sell. Compared to last year, this is great. This is a fun it summer. Is. And it's they're buying everything. Good. And it's people moving here. It's people moving up and down our own scale. And that's what... Uh, and a lot of apartment buildings are starting to come on the market. We haven't seen that. for, And that's really? in, some, in some cases in reaction to the new laws. But you can right. get some great deals if you want to be an investor. That's going to do it for the real estate show today. A big thank you to Brett Nance, who ran our video camera today for our YouTube show. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. We're back with you next Saturday here on KCMX. Check out our shows at realestateshoworegon.com. Hey, for Alice Lima, I'm Pete Belcastro. Enjoy the rest of the week, and God bless you all.